1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you for another hour as uh, we talk the world of sports with you. Scott Dockerman, Land of Ten, coming up in 18 minutes. We'll recap the uh, Hawkeyes press conference from yesterday. Trent, I've seen a lot of, oh, and Tim Griffin uh, uh, from uh, Die Hard's the Big 12 site. Uh, their version of Land of Ten. Tim Griffin will be here. We'll talk Big 12 with him. Seen a lot of um, must win for Iowa this week. Must win. Must win. At uh, at three and two going into the bye. How about will win? I mean, it's <laughs> Illinois we're talking. This is the worst team in the Big Ten, Trent. Worse than Rutgers. Do those two play? Let me see. That's a great question. Settle it on the field. I'm going to uh, guess that will not be an ABC 230 game. Yeah, you know, no. <laughs> Um, Rutgers, Illinois. They play next week. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe a look-ahead spot for the Illini. You know, they're looking ahead to a victory. They're at home. <laughs> Jeff George Jr., that'll be start number two, is first in front of the home folks. Um, it, I don't think must win. Right. Must win is, it's thrown out, it's cliche, it's it's thrown out there too often. <laughs> but if they would lose, it's then a bye week. Yeah. Iowa football oh, three in the Big Ten. takes a monster thud. Sure. And even if they come back it is and a must win. <laughs> yeah, beat Northwestern, beat Minnesota, it's still But you, you lost, lost to Illinois. Illinois. At home. Right. You lost to Illinois. Homecoming. You remember that game last year over there? The windy, windy day. Low scoring, right? Yeah. They ran the football very effectively, ran for 250-plus yards. But because of the wind, nobody could throw the football. Mm -hmm. It seems to happen at Illinois a lot. Mm -hmm. I was over there for a game in 04, same thing. Just wind all over the place coming out of that wind tunnel. But, yeah, this Illinois team is bad. I hated the lovey hire. Absolutely hated it. From I didn't get, get it. I didn't get it. It didn't make a lick of sense, right? No, uh, no it didn't. I mean, this is this is a this is a pro. He's yes, been, been in Chicago and Tampa Bay, and I was going to go to the Big Ten. And he's going to out recruit Jim Harbaugh, and no, Urban Meyer. No, the and, answer is no, and not just that, but Paul Christ. And, and I'm Fletcher sorry, Lovey Smith, kids aren't coming to to play for you because of your resume in the in the NFL, right? Which is they're going to play for. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's resume in the NFL. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's resume as a player in the NFL, as a coach in the NFL. Um, what was Lovey coach in the Pac-12? Missing for the last five playoffs. Yeah, no, that he was a head no. coach. I, I didn't Bowl. understand. I don't think he's long for that job. But no, he no. watched him. I watched him on the sideline last Friday night. Right? Yeah, they played Nebraska. Watched the whole game. Uh, as tough as it was, he, he's just. You think Kirk Ferentz is dry? Yeah, he is. Right. Yeah, right. Watch Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith is like Todd Licklider. You know, he's just <laughs> somebody. Somebody nudge Todd. You know, Todd sleeping. Uh, it seems like it. Uh, um, no, but it, it's not a. Maybe I'm starting to convince myself it's an important game for Iowa's season. There's no, not even a slim, slim thought in my in my mindset that I was not going to win this football game. Yeah, I just got I, way more talent on both sides of the ball. Every team in the Big Ten, maybe the Rutgers. Mm -hmm. um, is that way. so And George and, sets up perfectly for Iowa, too. George is a pocket passer. Now, the other kid can at least move around a little bit and get outside bit. the packet, pocket and make some plays. Jeff George is a sitting duck. And after what the defensive line's done the last couple of weeks and starting to generate pressure, this is a get-well game. Mm -hmm. I think I'm with you. They're not losing this football game. Right. They're, they're just not going to lose this football game. But if it's tighter than it should be, it's 16-7, middle of the fourth quarter. I I'll punches, be surprised. I will punch his one in to make it 23-7. Oh, it looks all right. It was right around the number. I think that might 
maybe tell there is some deeper issues happening here. And is Iowa going to be able to run the football? If they can't run the football against Illinois... Well, they, they've struggled to do so. The, yeah. the, 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 I think your I think your phrase is is one that should be that we'll probably find ourselves using leading up to the game and then after the game. Get well. Get well. The, this is an opportunity for them to get well, to feel good about themselves before they take their bye. They're halfway home after this week, right? You know, halfway. You only get twelve, and they'll have played six. Uh, they'll be four and two. Give me a you know, kind of give me a, your thoughts a month into the season. Let's do Big Ten and Big Twelve. Yeah. Let's, let's, since we're talking Iowa, let's, let's stay in the Big Ten, but let's save you know five minutes to to do Big Twelve. What your biggest storyline in the Big Ten so far? And there's a couple. I mean, Maryland is is yeah. is way way better. Durkin's got that program in the right direction. That's who Tennessee should call, DJ Durkin. Did you leave the Big Ten? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. You for Tennessee? Yeah. Under Armour money behind you at Maryland? Yeah, but the Nike money's pretty good at Tennessee as well. Mm-hmm. They pay. They yeah, pay but, well. But Phil Knight didn't go to Tennessee. That's true. Mr. Under Armour went to Maryland. <laughs> What's the guy's true. name? I can't think of his name. Anyways. I can't think of it either. Yeah. Um, Mr. Under Armour. Like yeah, that. right? I mean, Penn State, Ohio State. The story's Penn State to me. The, the story... Because for me throughout the summer, I didn't believe that Penn State was going to be as good. You thought Ohio State would. Everybody did. I thought it was Ohio State. I thought Michigan was going to be better than some people expected, mm-hmm. even though they even didn't though have they many lost starters. everybody with one guy. With, yep. And the, the right guy on the – I shouldn't say the right guy because they lost a lot of talent. Yeah. But keeping Bush – Bush is playing out of his mind. Well, Rashad Gary wasn't a starter. R- true. And there were a lot of those guys. You know, mm-hmm. They played they a lot played of guys, too. Right. And that's why I wasn't as a big a believer they're going to have this big step back. Uh, but I thought Penn State, it was more they caught fire after they pulled a game out of their backside against Ohio State. They had no business winning that football game. Mm-hmm. And caught fire, caught a couple teams at good times. But still, even during that stretch, you know, they were down in the fourth quarter against Indiana. Mm-hmm. They played well against mm-hmm. Iowa, but at the Michigan State game, they, they just had some games that you, you're left scratching your head. I didn't think they were as good as what they showed at the end of the year, but dead wrong. I got the best player in the, in, in the game. Um, and that defense? Yeah, better. A right? lot better than I thought it was yeah. going to be. It was Saquon Barkley will still do his thing. They'll put points up, but I didn't think the defense would be where it is right now. Now, they got some tests still in front of them. A lot of them, but, including a three-pack a three of yeah. back-to-back weeks when you get Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. A national championship contender, though. Yeah. So that's that's storyline. How about the, how about the one. What, who's the most disappointing team in the Big Ten? Would it be Northwestern? There was a lot yeah. of Northwestern love. I was prior one to of the them. Year. I, I was in, and it was funny. Right after we made those predictions that day, our official predictions. Right. I uh, hear Dave Revson on the radio, and he's saying, "Oh, this offensive line's awful. They're they're down. Mm. <laughs> they're down three starters at the time. They have no hope." And I'm like, "Oh, that, that prediction's out the window." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you throw Northwestern up there. Purdue, another surprise in the positive positive category. way. Yeah. Who else is disappointing? I mean, Nebraska, got, I guess. Okay, goes probably saying, so. Yeah. That would be that would be yeah. one of. Well, you know what? But though I thought they were a six and six team at best. I was with. You. I didn't. There was not a love, of maybe outside of the borders of Nebraska for right. this team, and and I still think they're a six and six team. I mean, their yeah. schedule. Good luck. Yeah. What I do mean, they have left? Because the Cornhuskers, they're two and zero. Oh. Okay. Two yeah. and zero oh in the yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, they've beaten Rutgers and Illinois, the two, two worst oh. teams. Two and zero. Oh. All right, here comes Wisconsin. L. Ohio State. L. By at Purdue. Win. You think? Win. At Purdue? I think so. Northwestern at home. Win? All right. 
So you've got them at three wins now in the Big Ten. At Minnesota? Loss. At Penn State? Loss. Iowa? Loss. So you've got them winning three games in the Big Ten. One more win in the Big Ten for you. Maybe four. Maybe they can eke out two. I think they will beat... Uh, there, there's a three-game stretch. Yeah. Purdue, Northwestern, Minnesota. You, they get you two think out you of can, three. Two out of three there. Okay. They do that. I'll, I'm going gonna, gonna to stick with one out of three. One out of three. Yeah. Well, regardless of uh, no either bowl, of those five scenarios, team. yeah, better yeah. hope the kids go into school and and there's there's some bowl spots to fill. Have your AD ready for, to roll and a new coach right afterwards, right? I, I would think. All right, Big Twelve uh, story of the Big Twelve so far is what? It's Oklahoma because of that win against Ohio State. The Big Twelve as a whole then becomes back to a nationally relevant conference. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the case last year. Is TCU a story so far? Four zero win over Oklahoma State in impressive fashion. I don't think yet. I still think there's work Let to be done. Let me find their schedule. Yeah, and it's West Virginia this week. I think that's going to be a fun game. I'm, I'm in fact, when is that game in this slate? Do you know, I don't know the yeah, time on that one. But this. yeah, I really like that game. I, this West Virginia team's kind of been under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Haven't talked a ton about the Mountaineers, so I'm going I'm to be keeping my eye on that one. I'm not ready to jump on the TCU wagon yet, but Gary Patterson, he's had. Three what you would consider down seasons in his career at TCU. Mm-hmm. And all three of those times, they bounced back and won double-digit games. And certainly could be on that path again. Why? I could certainly see this team being 10-2. Why can't I find the game? Two. Well, that's saying a lot. Then, yeah. that, then they'll end up as one of the stories. They're 235 FS1. Um, what were biggest disappointments so far in the Big 12? Because Texas Tech has been a positive to me. They're, they're Nobody saw Texas category. Tech playing defense like that. Well, not defense. Not no, defense. I like that team a lot more than anybody wanted to give them credit for. I, mm-hmm. I figured they'd improve. See, I did. Pat Mahomes is gone. Yeah, I know. You know. You're such of a Mahomes. I was, though. always was. But, I mean, I, <laughs> when you lose a quarterback that's that good and that important to that program. That system. Yeah, quarterback for Shimanich, a dime or come right in. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I, you, you you're right. Uh, what's okay? So who's the biggest? I mean, Baylor we thought was going to be bad, right? Kansas we knew was going to be bad, but I thought they were going to be a little bit better. But still, with Kansas, you can't call them the biggest disappointment, no, can you? No. Kansas State with that loss to Vandy, that was a, a head scratcher yeah. to me. And and we don't know a bunch about them. They're off the Baylor after that. We'll find out a little bit more against Texas. Then that have all the makings of a twenty seventeen. So if if, if K State's worse than we thought, then that. The finale for Iowa State, K State. I mean, look, it's it's going to take. I don't want to say a miracle. It's going to be very difficult for Iowa State to get to the K State game with five wins. With five wins, with the chance to get to with a bowl the chance game. to beat your nemesis, K State, and they never do. Snyder has owned them. Can you find three wins? Kansas one at Texas Tech. No, I don't think so either. Home to TCU, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. You think they're going to beat TCU? Maybe. It's got to be a shootout type of game. That and Oklahoma State I put together, those two games, can they win a shootout in one of those two games? I give they them could. No sh- they're both at Trice. Right. That West Virginia road game, maybe? Maybe. I, see, I think there's a better chance of winning that game. I don't think TCU or Oklahoma State are even. All right. But, well, let's say this. They beat Kansas. They win one of those three games. They go in secession. TCU at home at West Virginia, Oklahoma State. You win at Baylor, you're at five. You're five and six going to K State. I think your scenario has to be right, right? And you're going to have to beat Baylor, and I think Baylor's yeah. moving in the right direction. Yeah. They're still winless, but they've been in football games as of late. Mm-hmm. 
That's probably your best path to five. Yeah. That's your best path to five. You so get to K-State. Steal one that, on paper, all those games are double-digit dogs. So you know what? If, if your scenario is right, then Cyclone fans, I would think, have to feel that their team is headed in the right direction. Because yes. right now, I'm not yeah. sure it is. Right. I mean, right now, we're still not sure. We, You know, I, I think that you're thinking, you know, you bought in again this year, but you always buy in. They do. You always do. Um, you know, did they buy another, um, he gets sold another, you know, whatever. Well, coach makes his biggest leap in year number three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, hang on a second. <laughs> it's almost year number two. No, no, we meant three. We said two. Meant three. Meant three. Right, yeah. right. But if you're right, then, then that's clearly improvement. That's yes. clearly improvement. If they get the, if they get to K-State final week of the year with a chance to win a football game and to get bowl eligible, I mean, obviously win or lose, it's mm-hmm. improvement. Well, and we know what's going to happen. Iowa State will have a two-touchdown lead in that game. Kansas State will come yeah, back. And win, in, right? in the last couple of minutes. Yes, yeah. We, we've seen that song yes. that's a time or two throughout the years. So we know that's good. But, yeah, five wins, regardless of how they get to five, certainly. Oh, without a doubt. It's going to be a lot more excitement. And then, yes, the March to year number three, that's when you make your biggest sleep. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that, Ken. Fire uh, tickets now. Yeah, they will. Scott Dockman, Landed 10, give, give them credit. Give them credit. They mm-hmm. are passionate, avid, and uh, one of these years it's going to be their year. I mean that. I mean, yeah. I don't know what that means as far as when you say it's going to be their year. Okay, well, they're not going to win the Big 12, but what does that mean? Are they going to win eight games? Are they going to win nine games? We'll see. Quick thing. Uh, preseason. I, I just was looking at our football predictions. You had Iowa State six and six. Mm-hmm. I had five and seven. Mm-hmm. What are you buying right now? I'm buying five and the seven five because and I had the Iowa game as the swing game. I had Iowa eight and four. You had them six and six. If right. you had to buy one of those two, I think we'd both probably buy seven and five uh, right now. I still think I'm right on six and six. You do? Yeah. I still think I'm right at six and six. Illinois is at four. Right. So they go two and four the rest of the way. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Minnesota, Northwestern? Two. Or zero? No. Well? No. At Northwestern? Minnesota's got a defense? They're not being Ohio State. Not much of one against Maryland. Maryland's better than we think. They are. I mean, I could see see them going winless in that four-pack. Really? I could also see your scenario being right at two and two. Yeah. But at Northwestern, Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin? Then that means you got to be Purdue and, and Nebraska to get to six. To get to six. So that would be, if they come out of the bye and lose four straight, things are going to be ugly in Iowa yeah. City. I still like my six and six. Still no, like I'm wrong it? Okay. Iowa State. I'm wrong. I gave them too many wins. But again, my swing game mm-hmm. was the Iowa, it was Cyhawk. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman will be here. Land of 10. Tim Griffin, diehards.com on the Big 12. Before we get out of here at two, Trent Connor, myself with you every Monday through Friday, noon to two. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big 12. 1700 KBGG. Boom! At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you going to the Central Iowa Business Conference on October 11th? It's a day focused on helping Central Iowa businesses master their processes and accelerate their success. 
I'm Todd McDonald from ATW Training Solutions. My team and I will be attending because we know that in order to move forward, you sometimes need to take a step back, look at where you are and where you want to go. October 11th is one of those days for us. We're looking forward to hearing from nationally recognized authors that are excited to help Central Iowa companies. One of those authors is Gino Wickman, author of the best-selling book, Traction. We've seen the success of his traction concepts not only in our own business, but many of the companies we work with. We're also looking forward to hearing from Vicki Halsey, co-author of the book Legendary Service, because we know how important it is to take care of our customers. If you're looking to master your business, come learn from the experts. The Central Iowa Business Conference is presented by EO Iowa and Mediacom. For more information, visit centraliowabusinessconference.com or contact the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce. This is a test of the emergency alert system. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee. So whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for the Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympic Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do to take the plunge is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar Plunge. You can register individually or as a team. Last year, the West Des Moines Polar Plunge raised over $55,000 for Special Olympics Iowa. All the proceeds go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympics programs that they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on October the 15th with a post party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head over now to soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn. Harvest, Oktoberfest, and what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. 
Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back to the Ken Miller Show, noon to 2, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you talking sports. Uh, still to come, Tim Griffin, diehards.com, covers the Big 12. Right now, Scott Dockerman, the land at 10. He covers the Hawks, and he joins us. Uh, Doc, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How's things? Not too bad. How's it going to you guys? Uh, doing pretty well. You know, I guess well, let's start with the quarterback position. We're going to have you fix the running game for Iowa <laughs> uh, before you get we let you out of here as well. Uh, but, yeah. uh, Doc, are you surprised that, you know, I'm sure it's just it's mostly message board fodder, um, that there are actually some people that think, uh, you know what, maybe maybe it's time to go to Uyghurs and give him a shot. Nate Stanley, five games in, first year as a starter. Doc, I think it's uh, all passing grades for me. Sure, he's got some things to clean up, but you got to remember it's five games into his career, yet you're starting to hear and, and, and whispers, not, not loud voices at this point, that some people do believe uh, that Ference needs to make a change at quarterback. I was surprised to hear that. Uh, it, some things just never cease to amaze me, and this is one. You have a quarterback who's thrown 12 touchdowns and one interception, uh, who had five touchdowns with no interceptions against Iowa State, uh, that's had, uh, you know, really a pretty good career, at, you know, for five games being a true sophomore. Uh, he's shown a really strong arm. Sure, he's not connecting on a lot of the deep passes, but he's connecting on a lot of long-range ones. I think people are looking at the ones where the receiver just got past the defender and he misfires rather than some like, say, last week against uh, with Smith, uh, Amir Smith-Marset, which was a long fade route. Same thing with Nick Easley. I think he's doing just fine. He's not the reason why they're losing or, you know, they lost the last two weeks. Uh, you know, and he's got a lot of room to grow. But I would dare say his upside's better than just about any quarterback Ferris has had in this era. He's strong-armed. He's big. Uh, he's got you know a body for this. I, I think just give them a break. I don't understand why Iowa fans have to swing on this pendulum where one week they're going to the the playoff and the next week fire everybody and, and change <laughs> Replace the, the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does have to though complete some of these deep passes, and it's just overshooting guys time and time again. And what can be done? What can be done to fix something like that outside of repetitions? Because in a game environment, it is different. It's different when you got people falling at your legs and, and people coming at you and are not wearing a red practice jersey. So what can they do to help fix the uh, the deep ball issues? Well, you know, part of it is the receivers themselves. I mean, you know, people are seeing him overthrown, but, you know, in talking to uh, Monday night, I, I was on a TV show with Marvin McNutt and Keenan Davis, and they pointed out that the receivers need to get to those balls a little faster, that they need to take a better route, and they need to really huff it to get there and they're not really laying out for those balls. So, you know, it's not all his fault. Now, I will say this, that the timing sometimes can be challenging for a new quarterback with a lot of new receivers. Remember, 
you know, even Vandenberg was hurt and didn't really practice much even in the summer. So you're working with guys. I mean, you know, Nick Easley was there in the spring, but he wasn't there last fall. You know, Vandenberg has had two, you know, his, broke, his foot broken twice. No Smith Marset until the summer. You know, so you just, it's hard to gauge those routes and the speed of which these guys are running. But again, I, I watched some other passes he makes. I mean, people are forgetting, like, you know, the Smith Marset catch against Iowa State in the back of the end zone. That was a perfect pass. Mm-hmm. That was a long pass. That wasn't a 50 yarder, but, you know, that, those types of passes are really difficult, and he makes them. You know, I, I, don't, I really don't think it's going to take much longer. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty balanced in how I evaluate this team. I really don't think it's going to be much longer before he, he connects on a lot of these passes. It's just people got to chill out. This is, this is ridiculous the way this is going right now with him. Uh, Doc, I, I do uh, like the receiving core way better than I thought that I was going to this year. Uh, yet one guy that can't see the field uh, and a guy that you know came uh, came on the scene very late, the New Mexico transfer, Matt Quarles, What's the story with him, Doc? Because this is a guy with a, you know, I kept, kept hearing how fast he is, speed to burn. This is exactly what Iowa needs. Just get him on the field, tell him to run to the post as fast as we can, as he can, and we'll get him the football. Yet he has, he, he can't get on the field. Is there an injury there that we don't know about? What's his, what's uh, preventing him uh, from getting some reps? You know, getting here that late really hurt him. And uh, it, it prevented him from even practicing. He had to get cleared, and it took him a couple weeks. So by the time that even though he was on the depth chart, uh, by by the time he could really see reps, he was so far behind in understanding the routes and the concepts. And then the game started quickly thereafter. So he's really never had a chance to, to play catch up. And and then you look at the emergence of Smith Marset. He's made a lot of big catches. He's a speed burner too. And then you look at Nick Easley, who's had a really good mm-hmm. uh, you know first five games. And Vandenberg's a senior, so they trust him a lot. Uh, Brandon Smith's got a lot of talent and potential. You know, guys that, you know, the two scholarship guys who actually got to play in the spring were Devontae Young and Adrian Falconer, and, and Young's playing on special teams, and Falconer hasn't really even seen the field. So, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise, but I think it's a guy that you probably eventually want to get in there at some point. And, and maybe that's as much as just when they go to the two tight end fullback running back set, get him on the field. I, you know, you feel kind of bad for him. You know, here he is. He graduated. He wanted to play, go somewhere and play, and he hasn't had a chance yet. But, um, but a lot of that's due to the emergence of Mir Smith Marset. Well, uh, Doc, the run game continues to be a big issue. Offensive line has been a talk, maybe shuffling of the deck up front there. This offensive line hasn't come together, and there is a new offensive line coach this season. How much of an impact does that make? Very little. This is all about the players themselves, and then a lot of it's their injuries. You look at Ike Bucker, you know, being out. People just kind of glossed over that, you know, because they did have some depth. But, you know, he's a three-year starter, right tackle. Uh, you know, a lot of NFL projections have him in the fourth and fifth round. So, you know, we're losing him. Then you throw Boone Myers, who's had a high ankle sprain, probably the most physical of the run to, uh, blockers up front. And then he just can't get healthy. Uh, you lose those two. James Daniels, you know, got hurt early on in camp. Uh, you know, there just really hasn't been any consistency. And to top it off, like especially last week, really got blown off the ball. They got beaten, you know, interior-wise, and that really stopped them. So, you know, you've got guys out of position. Uh, you got guys who just aren't physically able to play at their top level. And we're seeing a running game that's as bad or worse than it's ever been, you know, under Kirk Ferentz, you know, really since 04, which, which was a catastrophic era. I mean, you're talking about 3.4 yards per carry. That's 107th in the country. You know, you're talking about – 
allowing 7.2 tackles for loss every game. That's also, you know, past 100. So those are numbers you just cannot have. And in Iowa's offense, more than any other, you have to run the football to win, and that hurts your passing game, and that hurts Stanley. So um, they have to get this rectified quickly. Otherwise, I mean, it's, it's such a fine line with this team. I think in one breath I look at them and I say, you know what, if they, uh, if they address the offensive line, if they can block the way that they are capable of blocking, there's not a team on the schedule you can say, you know what, that, they're not going to win that game no matter what. However, if they can't address it, if it, they continue to run the ball the way they have the last few weeks, with an NFL-caliber running back, I might add, um, there's not a team on the schedule that can't beat them. So I think that's, uh, you know, that's something they have to get corrected quickly or else it's going to be a very disappointing season. Hmm. Uh, Brandon Snyder uh, was disappointing when the news came out that he was going to miss the entire season uh, when he got hurt in the spring. Yet, yet here he is, Doc. I mean, you were there. You saw him. He dressed out for uh, Michigan State, didn't play. But by all accounts, he will this week. Uh, how much do you think he'll going to play? And if he's on the field, one of the safeties has got to come off, and I'm assuming that'll be Miles Taylor. I, I would think that would be the case. And, uh you know, I think he'll play some. I'm, I'm, it might be rotational. It might just be, you know, a play here or there. I don't know that he's physically ready to, to go through a whole game yet. Uh, but I, I would say the coaches just seem to me, and especially Ference and his demeanor yesterday, told me that it's more zero-sum now, which means they're not going to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody. And, you know, Miles Taylor has been out on the field for three years. Monty Hooker has been out there for only a couple of games. However, Hooker has played really well, and, and Taylor's kind of inconsistent. And you're talking about an age factor. Sometimes they want to keep seniors out there, but other times, hey, go with the younger player because he's just going to do nothing but get better. So uh, if Brandon Snyder bring, plays the way he did last year, he's got to be the starter, and it sounds like a free safety. And I would guess that, uh, you know, Monty Hooker would, uh, if worse, see reps, if not start as strong safety. So, Doc, uh, very interesting Tuesday with Coach Ferentz talking about the punter spot. And, boy, after the performance out of Rastetter, it felt like you got to at least try something different here. But he's still very much in the corner, Rastetter. At least it seems to me, you know, reading through the transcript, you were there. Uh, your read on the punter situation and how fluid it could be. I think you'll see a new punter on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I do. I think that, that, that they're going to make that move. Uh, it's just you know, Rastetter is, uh, you know, pretty inconsistent. I think, you know, the fact that he was there all off season, he's been there for a couple of years. He was there in the spring. And, you know, they, they again, they kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt, like they do some older players. All right, you know, prove it to me. And, and it just hasn't happened. I mean, against Michigan State, they needed, uh, you know, somebody to flip the field really big time, you know, mm-hmm. a 67-yard boom, you know. Okay, now Michigan State's backed up on its 30. So you can just get out of your own shadow of your end zone. And he just doesn't do that. You know, you can't rugby punt in the end zone. That's, just, that's a recipe for disaster. So, you know, I, I think at this point, you know, you've got a, you've got a true freshman who's on scholarship, uh, high potential, you know, really good kid, I might add. And I, I would say this is it's the time to do it. You're going to be at home. You're going to be in the day. You're going to play in Illinois. Let him get a feel there. You know, have a week off to continue to feel in that position, and then then take it on the road to Northwestern. Hmm. Doc, my last thing for you: I, I was surprised on one hand, and the other hand, I, I I thought it was you know it was it was refreshing to hear a coach 
admit that his team wasn't ready to play when the game kicked off or where they were flat. And I'm paraphrasing. You were there. You can maybe shed some or help us with the exact verbiage. And you knew that once that, you know, that uh, statement became public, that the pitchfork crowd was going to be out in full force. That gave them a little bit of their ammo uh, to, to come after uh, Coach Ferentz. Um were you surprised that he that I mean it looked like it watching the game that they weren't ready to play? Were you surprised that uh, the coach Ferrans came out yesterday and admitted that you know on hindsight being what it was maybe they weren't ready to play? Um, you know what I'm a little bit surprised is simply because you know they they don't like to mention those types of intangibles, but I think it was pretty obvious, especially on defense, the way that they were attacked. You know, uh, you know, gave up touchdowns in two out of their first three drives. And then, you know, for the last three quarters, defense played terrific. Um, you know, I, I think in some ways, though, it's, it's kind of a heightened awareness now. You know, I, I meant to use the term zero-sum about personnel, but I think it's with this team. If they want to at least even give themselves a voice in the Big Ten West, they've got to win, and they've got to win a lot. And they've got to be uh, more sound as, as in the running game. They have to be more sound in ball security, punting, you know, not give up scores the way they did, you know, because they just – you know, Michael Ojibudi, who stepped in for Manny Ragamba, just did not look good right. uh, early on. So I think that in some ways it's, it's kind of a verbal gauntlet challenge to his team that, hey, we've got to get better. We've got to get better now. Playtime's over. You know, no, you know, there wasn't really a moral victory necessarily with Penn State, but I think everybody was like, wow, what a great game. And they played really well and almost won. Uh, there's none of that now. Now it's time just to you know, focus on the task at hand, and I think that's what his rhetoric kind of indicated. Scott Dockman, the land of 10. Doc, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, as always. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good, good to talk to you. Scott Dockman, the land of 10 on the Hawks. Uh, his, uh, his his latest, and I will win against Illinois. Could it be a shot of confidence? But will it be fool's goal? 20-point mm. favorite. Like They'll crush Illinois. Crush them. Crush. I'm grabbing the points. Are you taking twenty? Grabbing the it's points. a lot of points, Trent. It's a lot That's of points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Twenty three. Eleven o'clock kickoff. A big come down from the last time you saw that team in Kinnick. Grabbing the points. Mm, going into the bye. Zero mm-hmm. and two. Yeah, they'll they'll be ready to play this week. I have a feeling. I hope you're right. Uh, we'll take a time out. Uh, Land of Ten is part of Cox Media. So is DieHards.com. That's where you Big 12 readers can find uh, stories about your conference articles, one after another. Tim Griffin heads it up. He joins us next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee. And here's their best offer ever. For a limited time, go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping. This is Karen's yard, and summer's harsh heat has taken a toll on it. But Karen knows it's fall, the best time of the year to grow grass and repair the damage from summer. So she reaches for Scott's Turf Builder Grass Seed, so she can grow quicker, thicker, greener grass, guaranteed. Its unique coating helps keep seeds moist, while nutrients feed them so Karen gets lush, green grass this fall. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a bag of Scott's Turf Builder grass seed today. Running low on the stuff you need, time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like when you're fresh squeezed out of toothpaste. This week, get a free $5 gift card when you spend $20 on beauty and personal care, including Crest, Aveeno, and Harry's. Or when you need a superfood pick-me-up, get Honeycrisp apples for only $1.99 a pound. Plus, we've lowered prices on hundreds of market pantry and up-and-up items, like soup, allergy products, pain relief, and more. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. 
It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Seems like, Trent, we're going through the Cox Media uh, directory today. Scott Docterman Land 10 was just with us. Uh, Cox Media's Big 12 sites is diehards.com, SEC Country, ACC Diehards, Pac-12 Diehards, Land at 10, and uh, the Big 12. Tim Griffin heads things up over there as far as the Big 12, and he joins us. Tim, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for coming on. How are you, Tim? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on, and thanks for the uh, great commercial you gave. There's a lot of stuff to read on this particular site, and I appreciate you guys letting and the uh, the folks up in Iowa know about it. No question. You guys cover college sports uh, from soup to nuts. It's it's a really good site. Hey, Tim, let's uh, start, uh, you know, Big 12, obviously, and we are a month into the season. We've got two undefeated teams, Oklahoma and TCU. I guess of those two, clearly the biggest surprise is TCU. Patterson coming off for, for TCU, a disappointing season. Are you surprised that the turnaround is there, Tim? Or did you think that, you know, Hill and company at the quarterback position would be able to right that ship sooner rather than later? I'm a little bit surprised, Kenny, but to tell you the truth, we probably shouldn't be. Look at what Gary Patterson's been able to do after losing seasons. I think he went 11-1 and one year, and he went 12-1 and one and had his team on the cusp of a college football playoff the next they came back with a lot of uh, players a lot of senior type leadership coming back Kenny Hill who you mentioned is a fifth year senior who's been up and down in college football over the course of his career so really if you look at it it probably shouldn't have been a surprise uh they they went out and they they played very well at Arkansas a road game in the SEC maybe that doesn't resonate today as much as it did three weeks ago but it really kind of opened the eyes nationally about what they were able to do. And then the way they went up and spanked Oklahoma State two weeks ago, I think really showed this team for what, what they've been able to do. The, the cool thing is that they've gone out, they've, they've kind of had a change in attitude since Doug Meacham, their former offensive coordinator, went up to Kansas. Sonny Cumbie and, and Curtis Luber were put in place there as far as the co-offensive coordinators, Chris Thompson, former uh, interim coach over at uh, Texas Tech. He's been around the block. He was at Arizona State as a line coach. And what they've been able to do with the deep cast of running backs, they've got five of them who they almost used interchangeably. They've been able to go out and, and really uh, impose their will, run the ball. I think they're uh, 21st nationally. They, they lead the Big 12. So it's a situation that's the kind of teams that Gary Patterson seems to do right when he has a consistent running attack. He can keep his defense off the field. And then when they do go out, they're fresh and they can go make plays. And that's what we've seen over the first quarter of the season. Hey, Tim, Trent here. Uh, the importance of that win against uh, Ohio State for Oklahoma, it, it's kind of dissipated over the last few weeks as you know, the national conversation changes to the domination of Alabama. But just for the Big 12 as a whole, as last year they're kind of left for dead after Oklahoma lost that home game for Ohio State, how important was that for the conference and, and the rest of the season? Trent, it seems like to me that that really changed the national narrative of the Big 12 right almost from the second week of the season on. Uh, they're not getting the, you know, being the punch, punchy bag it seems like they might have been in past years, past recent years, uh, compared to some of the other ones. And and remember, too, they came real close to a couple other uh, victories that, that really would have resonated just as much uh, if they'd been able to get them in a collective manner. Uh, Iowa State, if they were able to hang on against Iowa up in, in you guys' part of the world, if uh, Virginia Tech and, and West Virginia, if West Virginia completed one of those two passes, uh, 
at the uh, end of regulation on that, that first Sunday night of the season. Uh, you know, they, they had some other chances to be really, really close. But I think the fact that Oklahoma went up and really knocked off the bully of the block in Ohio State on the road uh, with this new coach in charge. And if you go back and look at that game and look at the box score and remember things, it ended up 31 to 16, but it really wasn't that close. It seemed like to me that Oklahoma really was able to go out and impose its will almost from the opening kickoff, kind of what Ohio State did in Norman last year. So from that standpoint, it really kind of changed the national narrative early on. The Big 12 needed that. Uh, Texas Tech, Tim, it's one of those uh, schools that, you know, in Iowa State's case, if you're trying to find six wins, most of their fan base pointed to Texas Tech as as being one of them. You know, the 66 to 10 shellacking fresh in their mind from last year. But David Gibbs all of a sudden has found a defense there. And old number 40 in the middle, Dakota Allen, is playing at a very, very high level. I love watching that kid play. Texas Tech, I think, is probably better than most thought at this point. Yeah, and, and if you watched some Saturday night against Oklahoma State, they really had a chance to pull off what would have been a, a huge upset for them. Uh, their, their offense kind of uh, ran out of gas in the second half, and they couldn't do much against Oklahoma State. But they were right there. But like you said, Dakota Allen has been the, the major reason defensively why they've been able to go out and really change things around. He's given them a guy who's a playmaker in the middle. They've gone out and got some GCO players who've come in and been able to help. And also gives us had a chance. This is his third year now to work on the defense. The, uh, the first year they were next to, to last nationally in total defense. Last year they were they were last, and I think they're in the 80s right now. But if you look at it, that, is an improvement. And and it, it's funny you, you you've been around this league as, as as long as I've been. Sometimes in the Big 12, it's it's like playing tennis, and all you need to do is get one or two service breaks in there. Get a stop on defense, and if the offenses are humming in the, the conference, it seems like in a lot of games, that might be the difference. Maybe not against Iowa State and Texas last week when we, we saw some defense rear up. Right. But, you know, in, in a lot of cases with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, sometimes one or two uh, service breaks, defensive stops will change things. Well, you mentioned uh, Texas last week and that win against Iowa State. Now they come home, and Kansas State comes to town. Uh, this has the makings of maybe another ugly football game. Texas offensive line kind of in shambles themselves. And is Kansas State team difficult to get a read on them? That loss to Vanderbilt still lingers. What do you think we're going to see this weekend in Austin? And Trent, I, I, I neglected to mention that Vanderbilt-Kansas State game because that was one that K-State was right at, and that would have been another win yeah. that probably would have changed the national narrative as well. I, I don't know. I, I got a chance to watch Kansas State play Baylor last week, and I was impressed with them. I think, you know, it's nothing pretty. It seems like it's the same kind of teams that uh, – We've seen Bill Snyder have for the last 15 or 20 years uh, a running quarterback who looks to be serviceable. They've got a breakaway threat at uh, at running back, uh, an opportunity uh, with some veteran guys on defense to make plays. Uh, they don't beat themselves on, on special teams. That was kind of the difference in the Baylor game uh, with that. Uh, it, it's more the same, I think, and that, that typically in this conference gives Kansas State a chance to, to go out and win seven, eight, nine games a year pretty consistently this looks like you know a, a typical bill snyder team I, I think the kid hurts a quarterback is very underrated mm-hmm. he kind of does what they ask him to do and he's been around it seems like forever but he's he's almost cut from that same cloth that you've seen everybody uh play quarterback at over the years kind of a colin klein light i don't think he's nearly as talented as, as klein was but he does the same kind of things he runs and passes and and uh plays as well and i'll be interested in seeing them go up to, uh, go down to texas because 
probably no no uh, program has had the overall success against Texas uh, in recent years as Kansas State. I think they've won seven out of nine. They've gone down and won in Austin a couple of times during that streak. Ron Prince, uh, I think, was two and zero against Texas mm-hmm. when he was there, and and uh, Snyder's been able to do that as well. So this is a team that's not going to be intimidated by that big stadium down there. Uh, they've they've had success through the years down there, and I think it'll be a heck of a ball game. Uh, Tim, last thing for you. I know you had an opportunity yesterday to talk to Bob Stoops. Uh, uh, Pete Thamel had an opportunity today, by the sounds of things, to talk to him. Uh, his column was, uh, you know, if, if you really do think that Stoops is coming back to coaching, you know, tap the brakes a little bit. He says he's done. What uh, What did you take away yesterday with you, from your conversation with, hard to believe it, former Oklahoma, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma football coach Bob Stoops? You know, it's funny because he and I are about the same age, and I followed his career at Iowa and everything. And uh, I remember just for chance I was riding the elevator up the night before his national championship game in Miami back in 2000 when they, they won the, the national championship in Florida State. So we do go back a long ways. And I get the idea after talking to him, he is very comfortable in this lifestyle he has. He's got more money than he probably knows what to do with. Right. He was talking about this new house he's got in Chicago, actually – two houses, two brownstones that are right against wow. each other. Uh, and he's got two kids who are going to go. Uh, uh, his two two sons are, are twins, and they're both seniors in high school. So he's been able to go out and watch these, these guys play almost every weekend. As a matter of fact, he told me he's going to go off and make a recruiting trip with his son on Saturday. He's uh, hmm. I think the son's name is Drake. Uh, they're both wide receivers. Kind of, they would remind you a lot of uh, Mike and, and and Bob at that age. Kind of undersized, fiery guys that go out. They've gotten chances to to get looks recruiting wise from places like Army and Air Force and and those kind of things. I think the the kid uh, Drake who he's going with on this trip, or Isaac, I think. I'm sorry, is uh, actually going to Western Kentucky, which is kind of a growing mid level program. Uh, they're also interested in playing for uh, at Youngstown with Bob. Uh, with Bo Pelini and uh, uh, obviously Jim Kressel, the AD there, and uh, I think uh, Ron Stoops Jr. is an assistant coach on that staff. So these kids will have a chance to play college football somewhere, and I get the idea that, that Bob Stoops is a doting father. He really kind of enjoys this. He, his quote was, he said, I gave up, uh, I worked 18 years at Oklahoma, and that's a place that really, uh, you know, I had a great time there. I felt like I accomplished almost everything I tried to do, but that'll eat you up. And it's good to be able to walk away on my own time and have an opportunity to go out and do things. And one other thing, guys, I know you'll you'll enjoy this quote as well. During the course, he talked about, you know, this is a, a pivotal moment in his life that both Iowa and Oklahoma came after him at exactly the same yep. time, mm-hmm. that same week. And what he said, what he told me here in Atlanta, uh, un- unprompted, he goes, fortunately, I made the right choice. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. There's a lot of success there. And, and, and I thought that was uh, that was intriguing, especially from a guy who was a Hawkeye yes. legend kind mm-hmm. of player when he was there. No doubt. Well, uh, and was the fan base's choice yeah. overwhelmingly Still is, the time 18 to. years later. Yeah. Hey, uh, his, you mentioned his sons. I know there are a lot of people in Iowa City hoping maybe they walk on over there uh, with the Hawkeye program. Did he talk about that any any way, following in dad's and uncle's footsteps? No, I don't. He didn't mention Iowa specifically. Uh, I get the idea that these kids might be good enough to get low-level okay. uh, FBS mm-hmm. uh, things. And, and you know, I, I, I'm sure that the Stoops family is well uh, <laughs> well known enough in Oklahoma if they need some kind of a, a senatorial 
suggestion to one of the military academies. They, they probably don't have trouble getting that kind of thing. But, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, seeing film of both these guys, they're both overachieving types. They're playing at one of the best high schools in Oklahoma. So from that standpoint, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they got a chance to go out and do some things once their college career began. Hey, Tim, we got 20 seconds left. Personal for you, uh, are you enjoying Atlanta? What was the move like San Antonio to Atlanta? I know your family's there with you now. I see your son out for uh, uh, you guys enjoying restaurants. Are you enjoying it, Tim? Is it a good move? Oh, yeah, it is a, it's a terrific move. This is a great city, great city for college football. I know my wife sometimes, she hadn't gotten a job yet, and I think she's being bored around the house doing that. But fortunately, we were able to sell our house in San Antonio very quickly and also get one here. So it was a very smooth turnaround, and these folks I work with are great. So I can't. I have no th- nothing to, to complain about so far. This has been a lot of fun. Good stuff, Tim. Thank you, as always. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Tim Griffin. All right. Thank you again, guys, for having me on. Good we'll to talk you. to you. Take care. Tim Griffin, diehards.com, part of the Cox Media College Sports content chain. There is a lot of it. And There's a ton of it, Trent. I mean, Bobby and, and Doc, they put out a ton of yep. stuff every Daily. single day. And, uh, yeah, if you're just looking for content, that is the place to go. Good content with uh, Cox Media and all those different conferences. Iowa State, you think, going to get somebody soon? I would hope. Yeah. yeah I would hope. Probably next up. I, yeah, I would like to see everybody, you know, get – I mean, look at the rivals. They get, they get nothing over at the rival site. This, yeah. this is a complete disaster. has been for years. You know, Halstead, Alex Halstead, who – Does a nice job. They work mm-hmm. circles around rivals. Yes, I think that'd be a good landing yeah, spot for a youngster like not him. Not bad at all. After Dylan uh, Took moved the up. Took Tribune. Yeah, good for him, too. Yeah. Um, a National League wild card tonight. Do you have an opinion? Uh, I think the value is on the Rockies. I, if the value I, was on the Twins, too. It, it was. <laughs> and, <laughs> take all the value on, and if you don't <laughs> right. win it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you got to get back to that window as the goal. Stay away. Uh, maybe I'll dip into do some hockey Do you have a rooting interest? No, not really. Arizona, because I just think they're better. I mm-hmm. think it'd be more entertaining. I, I give them a better has shot. Arizona has the Dodgers number, too. Yes. I'm Robbie, scared of them. Robbie Ray in game two. They got some power arms in that bullpen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, Arizona's maybe another. Yankees, Arizona. I wonder what that would pay World Series of future. Mm-hmm. We've seen that before be, this I, decade. I got two hours to do some research here before Jimmy yeah. B and TC. Not this decade, this century. Hey, uh... BC Divide. Yes. Coming yeah. over to the good guys. Absolutely. Tell us, so they're on the show today? Yeah, Cody will be by. We'll be talking Cyclones with him on Wednesdays. Then on Thursdays, we'll be talking with Derek on the Hawkeyes. BC Divide, new website just started this summer. Hawkeye Cardinal uh, Cyclones both on there. Black and Cardinal Divide. So they made a mistake and they've rectified that, Trent. Good for them. Coming with the good guys. That's a good thing to do. And the good guys team. Uh, <laughs> do you and Jimmy V today, 4 to 6. Trent and I are back tomorrow from noon until 2 on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy V and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um... I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, Five seconds. Oh, switching to GEICO could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. Bill and Owen, congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! 
GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. We interrupt your broadcast to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger. A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5? Run, run to your nearest Wendy's. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. It's the Columbus Day Sale at JCPenney. Shop now for up to 40% off. Select major appliance hot deals from your favorite brands like LG, GE, and Samsung. Plus, get 30-month special financing on purchases of $7.99 or more with your JCPenney credit card. Plus, free delivery and basic installation on all appliance purchases over $2.99. Add it up. These deals can't be beat. JCPenney. Available in select stores. Some exclusions apply. Financing terms valid 927 to 1012. Must request at time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store or jcp.com slash appliances for details. Free delivery not available in all areas. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com offer. That's Indeed.com offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone.